You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. We have a really important topic today, in fact, a controversial topic that got the Unloose the Goose podcast censored on YouTube, maybe because vaccine was in the title. Maybe we shouldn't even see, say that word because they have they have their little... <laughs> their crawlers that figure out exactly what it is that you're saying and transcribe it. That's actually DARPA technology. But we were talking about immunity passports and digital immunity certificates and solutions towards opting out of those. Because I got to tell you, just the whole thought of that and the fact that it's already underway in many different parts of the world is really concerning. And it's showing us that we're taking a pretty dramatic shift towards this hardcore scientific technocracy, scientific dictatorship. So we're going to break down some ways that you can opt out, you can navigate around it, and you can also improve your quality of life at the same time. How does that sound, everyone? Uh, Let me blast this out real quick to the folks that are in the greater reset chat so they can join us on the live stream. I want to thank you for tuning in here live, and I want to remind you to check out livefreenow.show, livefreenow.show, where you can subscribe to our podcast, and I invite you to sign up for our newsletter, because things are getting pulled down from all the big tech stuff. It's it's a trip, and we'd like to stay in contact with you. So I want to ask folks when they first heard about the whole digital immunity certificate and this COVID immunity passport. Uh, vaccine passport. Share in the comments when you heard about this. I remember early on in the COVID stuff when Bill Gates established himself as the preeminent expert on just about all things health and vaccinations and pandemics. And he was doing an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. And in that Ask Me Anything, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. He talked about a digital immunity certificate being needed. Let me see if I can find that here. And so it was kind of out of nowhere. Like, what is this guy talking about? What does he mean a digital immunity certificate? What could that possibly mean? And of course, he was priming the pump for what's going on. And Bill Gates, along with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, they put together this Event 201, along with the World Economic Forum, where they did simulations. They were way ahead of the curve. They even anticipated having to suppress misinformation. Well, I can't get the exact quote, but I'll do an impression. He's like, well, you know, um, in order for things to go along a little bit more and get back to a normal, we may need to have people use digital immunity certificates to go to concerts and travel and stuff like that. I paraphrase. I've actually had people say, like, you move your hands like Bill Gates. You remind me of Bill Gates. But uh, That's the first time that I heard about it. And you kind of see the writing on the wall and then slowly but surely the media, the fourth branch of government, they start inculcating the population and desensitizing the population to this term, right? Digital immunity certificate. I also recall seeing it on some YouTube videos out of Singapore and China way early on. Of course, these countries are way more authoritarian, especially China. They all often prove to be like a proving ground for these technocratic, hardcore, totalitarian policies. And it was like a news piece and they had their cell phone, which is how some of these immunity passports could take place, right? They had their cell phone and it had a green light and you either show that you had COVID or that you had a negative test. But now like even having COVID, sometimes they're like, well, you have immunities for six months or whatever. And so you would have to show and prove that you were healthy. This whole paradigm has been flipped on the surface. Usually it's when someone's sick, they change their behavior or even they wear a mask like in some Asian countries like Japan. But now it's everyone needs to prove that they're not sick. It's a total, it's a total trip, but this is being rolled out in these 
countries it's already exists this was before the vaccine existed and now it's being pushed in europe for quite some time it's being rolled out in europe and now we see them priming the pump here in the united states of america so i know that this is a global broadcast so i wanted to bring you some solutions that could work in just about any country that you exist in except it'll be a challenge if you live in china of course uh, so i'm going to break down some solutions. Before I do that, let me just go a little deeper in what this means and how these immunity passports are just a small step towards more technocracy, more surveillance, and more control. There's one of these immunity passports called Common Pass, and it will likely be the one that gets to the most widely adopted. There's all these different entrepreneurs and innovative tech companies that are pushing for this technology, but there's one called Common Pass that's backed up by the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and the Rockefellers, which is a hardcore trifecta. The Rockefeller Foundation, especially, was the Rockefeller family that really uh, neutered the prevalence of naturopathic and Eastern medicine in, in the United States of America. And they funded all of these Western hospitals and really pushed in this petrochemical pharmaceutical industry to benefit from all the oil tycoonism, all that crazy stuff. So they've had their hands in a lot of big shifts throughout the course of history. But this common pass, it'll be on your cell phone. It'll be super convenient. And it's the players that are involved that is really telling. So the World Economic Forum has been participating this entire time, leveraging what's taken place in COVID, whether it was contrived, made in a lab and released or happened organically. They have been there every step of the way to milk it for everything that it's worth in order to roll out this agenda, this great reset, right? Which aims to reshape society, technology. The big part of it's this fourth industrial revolution, which is merging biology and technology. And this common pass is just a piece of that. And it's not going to stop with a digital immunity certificate right? Where you had to use that to go on an airplane. It's already, you have to prove that you have a negative test to do international travel. Um, they're going to make it when you go to concerts, that's already happening in the US. And that's some of the propaganda. Like we took away all this stuff. We know you want those concerts again. We know you want it so badly, but in order to get it, we're going to have to have you do this. It's this really twisted coercion that they're doing, but it's not just going to stop there. It's going to spread, right? So part of this technocracy is what's known as geospatial technology, right? And another part of the technocracy, paradoxically, is blockchain, centralized controlled blockchains. Even some decentralized blockchains could be used for tyrannical purposes, of course. We're fans of decentralized blockchain that further individual liberty, that further privacy through encryption, right? But blockchain tech is also being leveraged and exploited by the powers that be. And one of the things that they're going to utilize is what's called a token. So you have like an address that's assigned to you. They also want to do digital blockchain identification. There's even a plan in Austin called MyPass to roll this out for the homeless. And what they want to do is use these tokens, which you can send this little digital token to an address or to an identifier or to your digital identity that's on a blockchain. And those tokens can have a green light that say you took your COVID vaccine or you took the second COVID vaccine or you have shown that you have a negative test, right? And you send a token to the address, and then the address is what indicates a green light or whatever on your app. But there's other tokens that can be sent to you as well. There's other privileges that can be taken away through this technology. And this isn't just speculation. This is talked about in their white papers and their little conferences, right? There's a woman, Allison McDowell, who does great work in this area, wrenchinthegears.com, although she's like bad-mouthing the Freedom Cell Network and the greater reset because we're into blockchain, but it'd be great to have a conversation about. But regardless, her work is still really good nonetheless. And she really shows a lot of the insider information and documentation. So imagine being tied to COVID and in order to hop in public transportation, right? Or in order to activate your driverless car to go anywhere to travel, you have to have a token, a green token. Well, let's say we also have a social credit score system. Also something taking place in China. Also something that's not entirely far-fetched the way things are going, unless we push back. But uh, they can use that same type of thing in order to change your behavior. So your credit score is starting to drop, 
because you are shown on a camera, surveillance camera, not wearing a mask, or you have gone over your allotment of carbon credits for your household's carbon output, your social credit score goes down, well, you either lose a token or they send another token. And it's like, you can't drive, you can't blah, blah, blah. This is happening in China. It's absolutely nuts. So if this accelerates, then this could roll out grocery stores, many different facets of life. The federal government can always do like, you have to have it to enter a federal building or the uh, FAA can do it for airlines. That's an easy play, right? The federal government always wants to get their hands on stuff. That's what they did with Real ID, the national ID card, where many states used the 10th Amendment and filed legislation against it, but they did an end run around and they like withhold, they threaten to withhold um, money that comes back to the states. But one thing that we have, and this is something that was pointed out in the now censored Unloose the Goose episode, but one thing that's cool is there's still a semblance of federalism in this country for the international audience. Not everyone has a federal system, right, where you have a central government, but you also have different states or regions. And at one point, that was a pretty big deal in the United States of America. But even though a lot of it's faux and pseudo, there still exists all these different cultures, right? And I think that this agenda is could be successful in the United States um, in more liberal big cities. We're going to talk about cities here in a little bit. Um, but I think in like rural conservative areas where people, you know, know one another and there's a good old boy network and there's like cowboys and stuff. I don't think this type of thing is going to fly much like some of the mask stuff and some of the COVID CDC requirements, even states like the uh, Florida, he's Governor DeSantis, God bless him, is issuing a digital is I'm sorry, is issuing an executive order to say no, no to all this stuff. So that's that's really cool. But this is being rolled out and it's part of a bigger push to track and trace. Right. Blockchain technology privileges control surveillance. And we see the World Economic Forum and all these big players. They always talk about we're doing all of this stuff, this fourth industrial revolution for the benefit of the environment and for to help people lift people out of poverty, right? And it ties into Austin because they're doing this my pass to get these blockchain identity identities for digital identities for homeless people. They but that's the that's the ploy. That's their play. They say that we have laudable ends. We want to care for the environment, right? And and climate change or global warming, as they say. And we want to help impoverished people. But that's just their con, right? They're people because then a lot of progressives and good people in government. If there is such a thing, they're like, oh, well, we want to help the environment too. And this is the cat's pajamas. And this is just what we do. And this is how the tax exempt foundations give money to our programs. This is how we get federal money. And we get on the good side of the Democratic Party and Joe Biden's administration. And it all just rolls out. Um, and it's unfortunate. And we can turn the tide. We have the power to turn the tide. So let me talk about some of the solutions. I've been going on and on about, about the problems. Maybe I should start with the solutions, but I, I like to share in depth about the problem just so people can see like, wow, this is a big deal. But unlike other sources of information that you find online, I'm sharing this with you to help you understand how to better navigate it, how to better insulate yourselves from it, how to better opt out of it. And that I think is the most important reason outside of just pure fascination and entertainment, because history is pretty damn entertaining, but that's the best reason to study this type of stuff. A lot of people go deep and they want to go down a huge rabbit hole, which is great. But I think try to find the nuggets of wisdom that can help elucidate our path forward. That's the most important thing when it comes to research and all this crazy conspiracy technocracy stuff. Because a lot of people, they just get lost in the weeds and they get overwhelmed. And they're like, oh my God, things are so bad. This is so terrible. So maybe before I move on to the solutions, I just want to share with you that it's critical that we change our mindset when it comes to understanding, examining, and dealing with the tyranny that we face as free, beautiful people. We have to step outside of a victim mentality as though we're, all of this terrible stuff is being ha happening and being done to us. And that is happening, right? But if that's how you frame it in your head, and yes, you do have control over the monologue that takes place in your head. Sometimes it's a dialogue with like your conscious and subconscious. Um, and then other peoples that imprint themselves upon you, you're having conversation with them too. But if you can, can take, take control of that mindset of that 
inner voice and you can shift it to language and attitudes and feelings of, wow, things are really crazy, but man, it's an incredible time to be alive. And because I believe in myself and have the confidence in myself to do cool things in this world, I'm going to share these gifts that I have with the world and help make the world a better place create more freedom, peace, harmony, and love between one another, right? And I know that all throughout history, there's been a struggle between liberty and tyranny. And I think of it maybe as a privilege to take part in this historical opportunity to shift the course of history away from control and despotism and towards a new age of liberty and enlightenment. So you got to change your mindset. You got to make a decision. You got to you got to understand that we can make a change. We can make a difference. Let's stay outside of the victim mentality and let's get to it. Okay. So the first thing that I would like to suggest for folks that are concerned about this digital immunity certificate and being required to have a vaccine potentially is entrepreneurship. This is something Spearco brought up on the censored video. I'll include this in the podcast notes. Um, if you are employed by someone and even if you're compassionate about liberty and you understand all these problems, but you're putting food on the table because of it, then that is not a good situation to be in. That means that there are some institutions, businesses, employers that have a semblance of control, right? Contrast that with being an entrepreneur, with going it on your own. You can make the decision whether or not you or your staff are vaccinated. You can you chart your own course. It also enables you if things get really tyrannical and oppressive in a given area, like New York City, for example, or all of California, then you can uproot yourself and you can move. You're not tied and tethered to a 10, 20, 30 year career where you're trying to retire, right? And so entrepreneurship gives you that freedom. You got to think about how can I minimize the strings that are being held over my head by government or private enterprise? There was someone that's totally like-minded, met him at this workshop, and he talked about this month and month long struggle throughout the entire pandemic, pandemic basic, basically, uh, where he struggled with HR about not wearing a mask because this is all a new phenomenon. HR didn't have policies on how to deal with it, but he's like, I can't I can't do it. I don't want to, I'm not going to do it for medical reasons. And I guess the compromise was that he had to wear a face shield, right? But we already see the articles. We saw them early on when the vaccine was starting to be completed, right? It never even finished the test. It's not even complete. It's still a test. YouTube cut this guy off. And we saw that they were already starting to prime the pump for the idea of employers not allowing people to work for them unless they get the vaccine, right? So that's a very real possibility. If if working for yourself is too big of a leap, then and you're maybe you're unemployed right now, consider working for a smaller business, mom and pop, uniting and working together with people that are of a like mind. Uh, that'll greatly reduce the chances of you being leveraged. All right, so I just want to throw that out there. It gives all sorts of freedom. It gives freedom in general in life. And in the title of this video, it's how to opt out of these immunity passports and improve your quality of life in the process. So there's great employment opportunities, especially if you work on commissions, right? And your income can scale is commensurate based on what you're putting in. You get out what you put in. That's great. And there's great opportunities, high paid jobs, executives, so on and so forth. But do your best and if you're in a company to work your way to a position of influence where you might be able to participate in the decisions that get made. And it all is about convenience versus liberty and principle, right? And there's a struggle with that. For example, I use Google stuff, Google Drive and Google Docs from time to time. I'm actually using CryptPad for my notes here, but I still have a Gmail address, right? I do have a driver's license. There was a period when I would drive without a driver's license, let all my tags expire and fought it in court and challenged jurisdiction and all that stuff. And it's like, now I got two kids and I'm busy and I don't want to deal with that hassle. It's not a good use of my time, but there's a, there's a trade-off, right? And be conscious of where activities in your life are in that, that dichotomy there the struggle between convenience and liberty, right? And if you're someone that values liberty or if you've drawn a line in the sand and taken the vaccine or submitting to a COVID test to work or having to carry around this app, this common pass app by old Rockefeller himself and our buddy Gates, then you know you gotta be conscious of that. And if 
you have employment here. And if you think it's possible that this institution, maybe it's a big multinational corporation or a national corporation, Fortune 500 company, if you think it's possible that they're going to go along to get along with an immunity passport, then start making those steps. It doesn't have to be some dramatic big jump. I quit your job tomorrow and go to Porkfest and just don't leave New Hampshire, right? That sounds like fun, an adventure. Um, you can just start phasing slowly but surely, putting the plan in place. A lot of people just go throughout life without any intention, right? But you can, or design. And back to like the empowerment stuff before, you can be the arbiter of your own life and your own destiny. You just got to take that power into your hands and understand that you can. So you can slowly but surely start making the steps to move away from a job that may require it to another job or to become self-employed. And something that can help you to do that is participating in the counter economy and helping to grow the counter economy. That's my second tip. So the first thing is in order to opt out and improve your quality of life, consider entrepreneurship, right? Less strings over your head and more freedom to do life as you wish. And the second tip is to participate in the creation of the counter economy and to join communities like the Freedom Cell Network. You know, I was going to say earlier with the entrepreneurship, one thing that's cool too with working people of working with people of like mind is it's just a better quality conversation and hopefully there's people with integrity, right? Rather than working with people that have views completely antithetical to yours and they show it, especially with COVID because everyone's all loud and proud of this virtue signaling thing where they like rat on each other or they take pictures with their vaccine, right? When you get small and you work with like-minded people, then you can avoid that. But I invite you to participate in the growing counter economy. What is a counter economy? This is a term that was coined by Samuel Edward Conkin III, who wrote the New Libertarian Manifesto, which founded agorism. And it was this New Libertarian Manifesto that laid out this economic system, this economic understanding called counter economics. And it basically just means counter to the establishment economics, the white market, the regulated market. The market of goods where and services where the government tracks and controls and credit card transactions and keeping tabs on this, that, and the other, right? The technocracy is totally going to expand that economy. But as we saw in the Soviet Union, oftentimes when government assumes more control in the markets, it just increases the agora, the open air market, the counter economy, right? You know, another way that Samuel Rukonkin defined agorism or counter economic activities, anything that evades or defies the state, right? Um, and, you know, not wearing your mask, a business that's not enforcing masks is defying the state when they're trying to force that, right? So join the counter economy, participate in the counter economy, help us grow it. We want to create an environment where they can't take away our quality of life and standard of living and threaten us with that. Because so much of our life and activity and commerce that we engage in is already done outside of their control system. So go ahead and start doing it now while we have a relative level of freedom compared to what it could be in the future. That's another big bit of advice that I would have, like try to foresee what's coming down the road, right? And everyone can see it. Everybody that's watching this broadcast and listening to this podcast can see where we are clearly and where we're headed. I mean, the Great Reset and these World Economic Forum goons, they're just rubbing it in everyone's faces. And you, there's like this news trend where they just kind of start priming you and desensitizing you a year or two before they put it out in the press and the media as well. And then, and then sure enough, they roll it out and you're like, oh, that doesn't seem so far-fetched. I've been hearing about that on MSNBC for quite some time now. But... um. It, it, you know, we got to start coming together and visioning what can happen in the future so that we can operate and navigate around it. And it's very possible, especially in more authoritarian cities, states and governments, that just about every activity that you do from going to the supermarket to picking your kids up at daycare to flying domestically um, could come under this technocratic blanket. Again, we live in a really big country with a, lots of different values and cultures. And it's already we've already seen that there's some more conservative areas, more rural areas, states like Florida, especially uh, Sweden even bu um, bucked the system. And 
I don't know that it's going to roll out entirely, right? The ideal for these goons is this global technocratic, authoritarian, scientific dictatorship. It's a mouthful, but that's what it is. That's the goal, but that doesn't necessarily align with reality. And you have a, an opportunity to play a role in how far that agenda goes and how uniform it is across the globe, how much like the entire world, how much like China, the entire world becomes, right? And so... We can see that that's coming. So let's go ahead and lay the groundwork now. Let's go ahead and build the alternatives now so that as things get more pressing, we've already been jamming with our own crew. So it's like, you know, uh, this is coming out of the local city health authority. It looks as though immunity passports will be required to enter all grocery stores this coming spring. Remember to download your immunity passport at commonpass.com. And then we're like, you know what? We were anticipating this and we have been trading amongst ourselves. We have built resilient, decentralized local food production networks and systems. We have farmers markets. We have agoras. We take care of one another. In fact, because there's so many people that think like we do, they just don't know that the rest of us are out there. We've actually made alliances with larger industries and providers of goods and food. And it's like, that's how the market works. That's how the counter economy works. There's going to be larger businesses too in grocery stores and chains that are like, eh, we're not, we're not going to require that at our store because we don't want to hurt our bottom line. The shareholders, the private profit is a benefit in that regard, right? I think private profit's great actually, but there's a lot of people that are like, corporations and private profit Yada, yada, yada. Okay, so help us build the counter economy. A great tool to do just that is a website that our good friend Mike Swatek um, set up. It's called agorist.market. Agorist.market, super simple. And you can go there. You can go there if you have a business as well. And you can post your wares and your stuff there. Let's check it out real quick. And I invite you to go here. It's linked in the show notes, agorist.market. And you can set your stuff up. You can search by category. So the idea is we work with like-minded people more often than not. And when, when we can't, look, there's a mental health category. That's great. Integral homeopathy, restore and empower counseling services. I mean, how cool is that? So the idea is you have your network, Freedom Cell Network. I'm going to talk about Freedom Cells also. But you have your network and let's say you need plumbing and you're like, before you open the yellow pages, you open the black and yellow pages, right? Me and my ex-wife actually used to have black and yellow pages. It was a local business directory. We just got a trite little brochure, a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11 and folded it up and had a little yellow, black and black and yellow flag, black and yellow pages. <laughs> but I digress. The idea is your toilet gets all jacked up. You can't fix it yourself. So instead of going to the yellow pages, go to black and yellow pages and you first give the business to someone within our community, right? Now, ideally they give you a valuable service and it's worth it because I'm not saying abandon the system altogether back to the convenience versus liberty. I still use amazon.com all the damn time because it's ultra convenient. And it's like, I know Jeff Bezos is a clown and they like took out alternative social media, social networks like Parler, and they're all tied up with the Department of Defense. But I'm like, man, one to two day shipping. That's really freaking cool. There's, you know, just throwing that out there. It's all about convenience. But when you can, because unless there's an agorist guy that's going to do one to two day shipping for all my wares, you know, but the idea is first check with agorist.market. And as I'm saying this, I don't even do that all the time. So that's one of the reasons why I like doing these videos. I got all these great ideas and stuff and the advice that I give. Sometimes I'm not always taking it, but when I'm saying it, there's that secondary voice in my head that's like, oh yeah, we don't do that all the time. And it's like, okay, let's do it all the time. Let's do it together, right? We can all improve. Let's trade with one another. So agorist.market is a great tool. And I encourage you to set this up in your local areas. Chances are, you know, in some random town in Delaware, there's not a local plumber, but I bet there's some cool people that'll do stuff with you and work with you. And that brings me to the Freedom Cell Network, which is part of the building, the, the counter economy. We have a global network of over 20,000 people that are all like-minded. They question the official narrative. They are aware of what's taking place in this world, right? More aware than most. But most importantly, they are 
determined to do something about it, to do something peaceful, innovative, a radical solution that strikes at the root, right? And the solution that a lot of us are uniting behind, it all lies in strength and numbers. We all know that there's a big problem and we recognize that in order to pursue happiness, in order to achieve a higher level of freedom, and in order to have a good quality of life, we ought to work together. So that's what the Freedom Cell Network essentially is all about. It's a mutual aid network, mutual defense, if you want to take it there, working together on common goals and getting together with like-minded people to achieve cool stuff. So there's folks in this network. You can go to freedomcells.org, by the way, or if you're on Telegram, if you're not on Telegram, I suggest you get on Telegram and you go to our global Freedom Cell group where you can get tapped in with a bunch of people. But there's people that are doing gardens in one another's backyard. Lisa Bowman in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who's an amazing Freedom Cell activist and organizer in Tulsa. She tells a story of doing a perma blitz on the side of her house where she got her inner cadre group of like six or seven people together and they built a big garden on the side of her house. She said it would have taken three or four days if she did it by herself. And then they sat and had dinner and had a couple drinks. It's, it's great. It's people that'll do that kind of stuff with you. Interestingly enough, she went to freedomcells.org. She put her an address near her. Don't put your address, but put an address near you. And she found that there was someone in her neighborhood that was also on the Freedom Cells website. So it's a great way to bring people together. And it's a great way to build cool things like a counter economy in your area. This is something that we are pursuing and super excited about myself and Derek and anyone that is, is proselytizing this awesome solution because a lot of people, they understand what's going on, but they just feel so alone and they don't know what to do. They just need a little brethren. We're, we're social animals and it's difficult to relate to most people to like go to a bar and talk about the football game. Or if you ever notice, like if you don't watch a lot of TV and you're kind of a little more aware of how things really work in this world, you can tell when you can tell when something's been pushed hardcore on mainstream media, because all of a sudden a lot of your normal friends and family and coworkers are talking about that kind of thing. Right. Like this Oprah and the royal family thing, right? It's like, oh, that's what's being pushed on every single network channel, right? Even now digital immunity passports, COVID vaccine certificates. That's the meme now that's being talked because it got primed out. It got pushed out. And so if, if you can't relate to folks that are like, oh, yeah, not the water cooler. Yeah, I heard they're doing a COVID immunity passport. I mean seems like it could be, you know, kind of like a violation of privacy or like medical privacy, but you know, I'm just really anxious to get back to the soccer games and to go to concerts again. So, I mean, it's just an app at the end of the day, right? That's my impression of Joe America, who is basically programmed to the point where they rarely formulate original opinions. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. So, if you want to hang out with folks that are like, hey, man, let's talk about permaculture and how we can be more harmonious with the earth and grow food while we're at it. Or, hey, you know, I've really been struggling. Um, I'm concerned about the 5G towers that they're putting up downtown right now or hey, I got these kids and I no longer want them to be in government school. I, it's just really difficult. You have you you have kids too, I noticed, right? Like we want you to join the Freedom Cell Network because it's a lot of cool, like-minded people that you can get along with and you can feel empowered because there's other people that think like you do that are united around solutions, all right? And we are seeing a great divergence between the masses. Awesome essay by Albert J. Nock called Isaiah's Job. I did a podcast on it, but he talks about the masses, which are people that go along to get along. They don't buck the system. They want to live a comfortable life and work, provide, come home, you know, have a, have a beer, go to a birthday party, whatever. And, you know, by all means, that's how most people are throughout the course of history. They don't change the course of history, which is important to note. And then he talks about the remnant, which was written about in the Bible. And it's the people that are going to pick up the pieces of society when it collapses and rebuild it anew. Right. And so what we're doing with the Freedom Cell Network is we're trying to organize the remnant because a lot of people are just going along to get along and 
it's up to us to find the others so we can build something better so we can navigate and opt out and not be pressured into doing things that we just do not want to do. So there's one more tip that I want to share with you. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We got a lot of people on the live stream and I want to thank everyone that's watching live. I want to thank everyone that is listening after the fact on the podcast uh, at livefreenow.show. Also, I want to take an opportunity to invite folks to the Greater Reset, the Greater Reset activation that is taking place May 24th through the 29th. This is the second go around for the Greater Reset. Perhaps you discovered this broadcast because you're in the Greater Reset group. If you're not in the Greater Reset group, it's an awesome group of folks that are chatting and talking about cool things and sharing cool information and cool news. But I want to invite you to the Greater Reset 24th through the 29th. This is our response to the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. The first one that we did had over 150,000 visits come through. So that's May 24th through the 29th. But we're doing a tech summit all about decentralized, distributed, and disruptive technologies and this first decentralized evolution, which is our response to the fourth industrial revolution, which a lot of these technologies that we've been talking about today are a big part of. So I want to want to invite you out to that. Please check that out. And again, the website's livefreenow.show. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to our email newsletter so we can keep in touch with all these cool, great ideas. If you're just joining us, we're talking about COVID immunity passports, digital immunity certificates announced early on in the pandemic, rolled out in China, now the pressure is being turned up in the Western world. Europe's already caught hook, line, and sinker, and now they're trying to roll it out here in the United States of America, which, like it or not, even though there's the old expression, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free, at least in America, there's still a semblance of rugged individualism, gun ownership, and people that have a reverence for freedom. I tell you what. Damn it. So at least we still have that going. But as I was saying before, I think there's going to be certain areas and regions and cities and states in this country that continue on this great reset and really accelerate and roll out a lot of this stuff. Lord knows the enemies of liberty and the technocrats and the, the social engineers and the manipulators have their fingers deep into local communities through the tax exempt foundations, through impact investing, pay for success finance programs. They are shaping entire areas and altering the growth and development industries so as to further the fourth industrial revolution. I've talked about that in other podcasts. It's absolutely fascinating. And I'm telling you, we really have our work cut out for us because this control paradigm has been being put into place for quite some time and it's being accelerated through technology and through the deliberate use of scenarios, crisis scenarios, whether manufactured or organic problem, reaction, solution. And here we are in the thick of it. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I've offered some solutions, entrepreneurship, so you can't have strings held over your head and you'll have a better quality of life, in my opinion, or work with someone that respects your rights and at least is somewhat on the same page. And we talked about building the counter economy. They're going to say you can't fly unless you have your digital immunity certificate green light. Well, there's folks like Dolores Cahill, who's speaking at the Greater Reset Activation 2, by the way. She was very well received at the Greater Reset 1, which took place in January. But her and her crew were starting Freedom Airlines. How cool is that? That's the type of thinking that we need. Oh, you guys are going to require all sorts of draconian measures in order for me to fly on vacation or to visit my dying family member? Well, we're just going to start our own airline, right? And back to the entrepreneurship, this is going to cost money because it doesn't scale. But that type of thing is going to be more expensive than a traditional flight. But it goes back to the convenience versus liberty. And it also goes back to the first tip, which is entrepreneurship, which unlike having a set salary, unless you have a commission job, entrepreneurship gives you the sky is the limit when it comes to income. And so it helps to have strong whys. All right. So the counter economy, build the counter economy. If they say we can't go to the grocery store, then we already have an agorist market. We've been going to the grocery store or we've been going to our buddy's grocery store. We've been doing our farmer's market. All right. And the final solution. Oh, didn't mean to say that. <laughs> the last solution that I'd like to offer to you today is to get out of the city. A lot of this agenda is going to be rolled out in the smart cities paradigm with the Internet of Things. I remember seeing it early on in IBM commercials. 
smart, right? I forget what their terminology was. IBM, interestingly enough, built the Hollerith machine, which was responsible for analyzing and making efficient use of those that were enslaved in concentration camps. And they're working on smart city technology. 5G's play, 5G plays a big role in it. It's creating the bandwidth to be able to collect so much information. Data is like capital in the fourth industrial revolution. And they want to track and trace every single semblance of humanity. And again, they're selling it to us as though they are the cat's pajamas rolling out all this great big money. We're great big oligarchs and we're giving back. We're doing cool stuff because we want to help the environment and we want to help impoverished people and we want to bring about equity, right? But in reality, it's really clear to see that these this group of people hasn't seemed to care too much, especially the damn Rockefeller fam family and, and the whole institution. They've caused so much harm. They're responsible in large part for depleting the soil by shifting to this monocropping technology and financing and funding that all across the world aimed at ending hunger, they say, like, are they really that ignorant or they don't have that much foresight or is it deliberate? I think it's deliberate because they also talk about controlling populations and reducing populations. But this, this agenda is going to mainly be rolled out in the smart cities and it's going to be easier to get away from it and to opt out of it out in the country or in rural areas. There's even greater population in these cities that are just the masses. They're just going to go along to get along with whatever their television tells them. And it's the folks that are out in the country, maybe even people that are out working the land that don't have time to sit in front of the television all day. And when they get home, they're too tired to buy the BS that's coming out of the talking head's mouth. But people in the country also have a different attitude towards one another, especially in smaller towns. They know one another. There's history there. They see each other at the grocery store, right? It's harder for there to be police brutality and tyranny in those areas too, because all of the cops and sheriffs live in the city or in the little area, whereas the big cities, it's so damn big. They come in from far away and they can't be held accountable. They don't know Josie's cousin. They went to school together, right? It's just a different attitude. And so what I'm advocating as a overall strategy, a bigger picture strategy, I also did a podcast on this as well. Um, it's titled Agri Strategy or something like that. We see the agenda that they're rolling out. A lot of it's taking place in the cities. Let's shift our energy, our civilization, the free people, the free folk, the free men beyond the wall um, outside of the city. And let us start inhabiting smaller communities. And more importantly, let us uh, help foster the flourishing of thousands and thousands of intentional communities and eco villages that unite in a confederation with trade routes amongst themselves, mutual defense compacts, and a common bond, maybe even a constitution amongst them, not a written constitution, but the true essence of the word, where they have a common constitution among them, an ethic, an ethos, a culture. They hold the same values. This is a big picture solution, right? And these, all these things I believe will enhance our quality of life, but it's like, you gotta think big entrepreneurship, wanting to do the freedom airlines, right? Like, wow, let's become more successful because it opens the door for more choices and it makes it easier for me to be in control of my own destiny. You could do that inside the system. You could do an inside outside game. You could do it as a total agorist, which would be super cool. We need to let more agorist millionaires and billionaires spring up. I know there's a lot of crypto millionaires after the whole Bitcoin price went up. Think about the folks that became crypto billion millionaires, crypto millionaires when Bitcoin went to $10. And then when it's like a thousand, they're like, oh my God, and it's 10,000. And it's like, wow, that's super cool. And a lot of cool people that made a lot of money on crypto are doing a lot of cool things and putting it back in the system. But we got to think bigger picture. We got to start building this stuff out. And I think ultimately, if there's any hope to build a free society, within our lifetime, or at least within our children's lifetime, or at least within our grandchildren's lifetime, I think it's going to be, it's going to have to take place outside of this control paradigm. I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. And I think that there's certain things that could take place that could halt the wholesale forward progress of this tech technocratic new world order uh, plan, right? Like, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, 
I do not think that he was a total plant, although it's possible. Like Derek's writing infers that his role was to serve as a divider, right? I don't think that he was inserted, controlled. I think he was like, oh, wow, you know, the Anglo-American establishment, the Bush, Clinton, it's just Bush, Clinton. I was going to say Obama, but he was controlled by the Clinton, the Bush, Clinton crime families. They were like, oh, no, this is not good. And he started throwing some pretty big haymakers on all sorts of different stuff, especially undermining people's faith in the media. That was a big deal. And even though he drove forward the vaccine regime and agenda, which a lot of his followers just want to ignore that. And he did some fourth industrial revolution stuff, too, and warp speed and had Gates insiders in his little groups. But he was also throwing some haymakers about the covid narrative as well. So what I was getting at is. If there's a movement like that and like there's this whole MAGA country that just sees through something or is like so riled up that they're going to freaking storm the Capitol, that's the kind of mass energy that could halt or shift or slow this hardcore globalist growth, right? But I think the whole MAGA thing was exploited. Then there was a false flag. The Capitol thing was a let it happen on purpose so they could, you know, totally marginalize and make them look all crazy. Not that they need a, needed a lot of help from the DNC or the media. But um, outside of that huge change, right, because even Brexit was a really big deal away from globalism back towards nationalism, which isn't the best, by the way, individualism in a true free society is where we ought to go. Right. But decentralizing federalism is better than a strong central government or an empire. But outside of some huge mass movement that really halts this, which I think is unlikely, we're going to have to figure out a way to carve out our little piece of the prize of our little space where we can peacefully coexist with at least our own community. And we got to think that way. There's a lot of anarchists that are like, smash the state, abolish the state. I don't think that, it, I don't know if we will be able to rid the world of states, those institutions which enjoy geographic monopoly on the initiation of violence and control those folks that happen to be born within that area by calling them citizens. Um, I don't know that we can get there, but what I do know is I have a limited time on this earth, or maybe I'm a spiritual vessel and I just have an infinite time on this earth, but in this particular body, in this particular experience, I have a limited time and I'm going to do everything I can to make an impact for the positive. And I think one of the most effective, bigger picture things that we can do is get the hell outside of the city where we have a bit more freedom and I linked to the Freedom Cells Intentional Communities Group. That's a global group, and it's people that want to build intentional communities. We have a group in Central Texas that are communicating, whether we do something together, whether it is a mastermind of folks that want to buy property and build a community, um, sharing ideas and insights and advice on how to get there. The Freedom Cell Network, like I said before, is a vehicle to bring people together that are of like mind for the purpose of doing cool shit together. And so I invite you to join the Freedom Cell Network. I invite you to join that particular intentional community thing. Check out the Foundation for Intentional Community. I can tell you on the community day of the Greater Reset coming up the 24th through the 29th, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about intentional community and the ins and outs. And so just to bring it back home, like I don't, I can do a whole video on intentional community or other people can. It's it's extremely critical, important aspect. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here because it's getting late. I just want to bring it back home to what I started with, which I think I lost some people in the comments. I like I'm I'm live here and I'm reading the comments like uh, halfway. I go back and read them all later and try to respond to stuff. But I saw people saying bye when I started talking about this whole power of intention and like mindset stuff. And I guess some people think it's new agey or it's weird or they're like, we came to this YouTube channel to learn about why the government's the devil and conspiracy, right? Now this guy's talking about all this weird self-improvement stuff, but it's really important because I'm so solutions oriented and like we need people to understand their capacity to change the course of history. We need more people to, it only takes, well, I'm not gonna say it takes one person. One person can have a big influence, but it's that one person that like infects with the message and with hope, hope is big. I like to give hope. I like hope, I've got a lot of hope. Hope's good, right? Uh, hope for a better tomorrow. My name is Barack Obama. I encourage you not to listen to the sky. That's my Obama impression. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought we would have had a family member named George Bush? 
named John Bush. <laughs> I made it funny. <laughs> it's funny how many people think I'm related to Bush or they're like, I'm not going to pay attention to this guy. His, <laughs> his last name is Bush. And it's like, it's the German lineage, not the British royal lineage. But either way, I digress. I want you to recognize that you have the ability, if not to change the course of history, to at least change your course, right? And we see a lot of nasty, frightening, very disgusting things coming down the pike. A lot of it's already here and a lot more is to come. So I want to end on a message of empowerment, not so we can frolic in the woods, holding hands, singing Kumbaya, but so you, the listener, and you, the viewer, can realize and step into your true power. Realize that there's enough of us out there, if we step out of victim mode and into a state of empowerment, and we work together, and we come together, and we created a vehicle for you to do just that at freedomcells.org, if enough of us come together and just build something better, if we don't change the whole course of history, at least we can shift the reality that we all experience and the reality that our children experience and future generations to come because we can spark a fire that can spread. And it always does. And there's already 20,000 people participating globally in the Freedom Cell Network. I tell you, I've been involved in the libertarian truther community since 2002 and like all sorts of evolutions and libertarian to, to voluntarist, right? But like the whole community of people that believe in genuine freedom and that want freedom for other people. Uh, it's really freaking big and it's global and there's different factions of it. And that's great. And I had an insight after Ron Paul for president 2008, based on how many votes he got. I remember exactly what it was. I think it broke a million, but it was a lot of people. And I was just like, wow, if, what if those people just like got together and started working together and doing cool stuff and opted out. It's these kind of thoughts that led to the idea of the freedom cell network. But here we are, here we are right now in this moment, in the present moment, here we are. And if you're watching this video, you stumbled upon it either because I doubt I get some good, uh, I get some good algorithm from YouTube. Maybe you stumbled upon it from a telegram group or your friend shared it with you, but chances are, if you're here, you know that we are in a difficult position and there's all sorts of stuff that's being implemented and furthered. And, the COVID-19 program that has been rolled out has been extremely effective, very effective at its desired end, which was to freak people out to the point where they'll, they'll accept just about anything. And if you're watching this, you're one of those people that aren't going to accept it. So you got to make a choice. They're going to give you three tips today, entrepreneurship, building the counter economy, and getting outside of the city and building our own free society. But before you can do those three steps, you got to make a decision. You got to want it. You got to decide and commit to yourself. I'm going to play a more active role in the pursuance of my ideal life. And I'm going to help other people along the way. I know that I'm a powerful, beautiful human being, and I'm going to share my gifts with the world in a way that makes it a better place. And that's really all it takes. I know it's going to be difficult and the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. So don't think that everyone's just going to be like, oh, well, I feel good about myself after watching that video and everything's going to be okay. It's going to take hard work. It's the mindset, the law of attraction, plus the massive action that can help us to achieve our goal. And if you share the common goal that I do of human flourishing and peace and freedom, man, then I invite you to join me and taking control of your life. And let's do it together at thefreedomcellnetwork.org. And don't forget to check out the D3 Tech Summit, April 25th and 24th, and the Greater Reset, the 24th through the 29th, thegreaterreset.org. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. Check out livefreenow.show for more info like this. I love you. We got this. We can do it. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Peace. Peace.